Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hit it. Welcome to Under the Hoodies, this is Bill Kegel, I'm joined by Tony DeNicola. Tony, how you doing this day, uh, fine Monday? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you, it's WWF Tag Team Champions of the World! I'm doing great, bud, how are you doing? That is the absolute last wrestling reference we make on this show today. Uh, dude, I'm making a bunch tonight, man. You, you know what Sunday is, man. I'm pumped. It's Royal Rumble season. The road to WrestleMania is starting up. I'm not going to whine about this wrestling talk because I did yammer on about movies uh, quite a bit last week. So I'm letting this slide. This is uh, this is what we call a, uh, a pass. So go ahead, Tony. Get it out of your system. Let's... A pass? You mean like the pass I made at your wife last week? Hashtag deadass? No. <laughs> That was very uncomfortable for her. I liked it. Um, but uh, <clears throat> Give credit where it's due, man. She looks good. I know. If only I look like that after she had a kid. <laughs> <Be nice. laughs> if only you could fit in a two-piece as well as she does. I, I know. I need a two-piece. Um, so, all right. Uh, that... Oh, that's such a bad visual. I hope people don't look up your picture on Twitter. I'm, I'm resisting the urge to make a nipple reference because I don't want to make it three out of four weeks. So I'm not going to say anything about my nipples. All right. So last week we have to discuss something. We have two things to discuss. Three things, yes. actually. So I referenced my nipples. You talked about eating human beings. And, but worst of all. Forgot about that one. You could hear my furnace at the beginning of the show because I tried to do this the uh, show from the, um, the uh, unfinished Under the Hoodie studio. Uh, so, uh, we are back to my kitchen table right now. We're in dining room studios right now. Um, Hey, it's not on all, all on you. I'll take some blame too. Uh, you could hear in the background, the lady, uh, little Bur- Bill Burr shout out there, but, uh, you can hear the lady in the background, uh, moving around some dishes. So still got the renovations going on at the house. They have the windows up in the apartment. So Hopefully, I'll be living back there by 2019, I'm thinking. Not in the living room on a pull-out couch. Oh, nice. So, that's a plus. So, yeah. uh, speaking of renovations, so I, I reference Under the Hoodie Studio. We are in the process of finishing our attic, which I'm very excited about. It's going to look good. It's going to be a den office studio. And it's about, what, let's say 22 by 10 and about 19 by 10. So, it's it's going to be pretty good size, um, you know, pretty good size area up there. I'm pretty excited about it, about 400 plus extra square feet. So, uh, we're going to soundproof it with some tar paper, which I didn't even know was a thing. But you learn a lot when you are married to someone that has a very smart, very masculine father, uh, like my wife does. Um, unfortunately for me, my daughter is not going to have that same thing. The Iraq War, even still... Uh, still not going to have a masculine father. So um, hopefully she marries one like I did. So, uh, so uh, yeah. You you married a masculine father? Poor Ashley. I married into one, I should have said. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, you know, honestly, I'm curious if he listens to the show. We'll find out. But uh, so if he, is, if he does listen, big shout out to that guy because uh, we got a lot of work done up there. It looks, it's coming together. So I'm very excited. And um, 
that aside, let's talk about some football, Tony. Uh, yeah, what's up? So, these games sucked. These were both blowouts. Blowouts yes, of the this, highest order. This whole playoff, this whole tournament has sucked. I mean, besides Green Bay and Dallas, we have not had a good, close, competitive game. I mean, it's great for the fans of the team that are winning, like New England and like Atlanta, but for the casual viewer like us, man, I'm thank God for Twitter to keep me entertained because I've been bored to tears. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of the Cowboys-Green Bay game, I mean, and this is all obvious stuff here, but... The games have all sucked. I, I just don't know what else to say. They've all just sucked. There's this, we're, we've been trying our ass off to to talk about these games and try to make them as interesting as possible. But honestly, this might be the worst run of play. This, you know what these playoff games remind me of? The beginning of the season. Remember how terrible the beginning of the year was? There's just terrible oh, games, yeah. terrible quarterback play. Like the Bills had a shot in the AFC. And that was our weekly Bills shot of the week. And... Um, oh. No, I'll, I'll throw in more later. I'm sure I got a couple brewing somewhere in the deep recesses of my uh, dark-sided mind. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean, first game we're going to talk about, let's talk about Atlanta-Green Bay. So Atlanta-Green Bay. Oh, ouch. <laughs> so Sorry, sorry, Packer fans. Revisionist history says we should have saw the Atlanta thing coming for a lot of different reasons. Maybe you and I not on the show, but as, I got, as we were talking on Friday and Saturday, we learned that the Packers were ravaged with the flu. Their flight was delayed because of weather. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had the flu. They had a lot of guys playing very hurt, like uh, Jordy Nelson with the cracked ribs gave it a go. Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Freeman. Devontae Adams uh, played with a really bad ankle. I mean, these are injuries that would have kept these guys out uh, in reference to Nelson and uh, Adams if it was a regular game. But since it was the NFC Championship game, they played. So, that being said, big shout-out to Aaron Rodgers, man. That guy played a hell of a game considering what he was using. And his, uh, one of his best offensive linemen went down, you know, in the third yeah. quarter. So, I don't know, man. I, still, big shout-out to Aaron Rodgers. Everything he did in the playoffs, it should not be minimized by what happened on, uh, what happened on Sunday because that guy played his ass off. So, you know... I, He's still the best player in the league. Still the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, Brady's gonna Brady's gonna run away with the best quarterback of all time title. But I'm from what my eyeballs see, the best quarterback I've ever seen play the position is Aaron Rodgers, and that has not changed after that Atlanta game. That is yeah, the only I think good it's thing we're gonna say to about a, the about the Packers. By the way, go ahead. I think it's almost to a detriment with how good he is for that team because it feels like they just don't separate him with more weapons. They got to get him a running game, man. I mean, we talked about it all playoffs. They're they're so one dimensional. And it's worked so far for them. You know, it worked great against Dallas, but you ran into Atlanta, which just has too many weapons. And they played right into Atlanta's game plan. They let Atlanta get up big early. Atlanta could just rush Rodgers, just put pressure on him, and they just ran away with it with those weapons, man. Yeah, 100%. And uh, um, really. Matt Ryan looked amazing. I mean, 392 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, the guy, The guy was on fire. And then Julio Jones, I mean. I'm sorry, Packers. You got to fix your secondary, man. I mean, yeah, I can't talk too much crap because the Dallas one isn't much better. But I mean, Julio went off for nine, one eighty, two touchdowns, and he looked like a man amongst boys. I mean, he was just punishing those DBs. And he had a great game, even if you take away the seventy-three yard gain. He still had a great game. So I, have yeah. a, so I have a stat. Still a hundred seven yards, I think. Yeah, <laughs> eight catches exactly. Like- ridiculous exactly i mean that that long touchdown run i mean what did he catch it like the the 40 yard line and then just stiffed arm that uh green bay db and just took it to the house the rest of the way yeah um so uh i have a stat for you so atlanta atlanta their bread and butter is the 16 plus yard deep right throw they're the best in the league at that um and if you watch where a lot of what they did on offense, a lot of where their damage come was in that area, that that deep right throw. For whatever reason, guess who the worst team in the league it was? Uh, uh, guess who the worst team in the league was at covering that exact play? It's the Green oh, Bay Packers. The Packers, yeah, it's that Nuts, secondary right? has just been depleted. Absolutely depleted. I mean, they were playing Gunther as their as their number one corner. I mean, it's a mid round rookie. Why is that guy? Well, I know why. Obviously, injuries, but it just you know it. It, it's again. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be an Aaron Rodgers love fest segment almost. But 
Well, I'm looking at the numbers right now for the Atlanta receiving corps. I mean, you seven wide receivers had passes or, or long passes of at least 15 yards. Seven, at least minimum seven passes of 15 yards or more. I mean, they killed them with a deep ball. It's exactly what you need to do. They attacked that secondary. They pinpointed a weakness, and they took advantage of it. No, they sure did. Um, yeah. They're so stocked with weapons. I mean, I talked about it last week. I almost talked myself into pay, uh, picking the Falcons. I, I should have gone my gut because it's just, yeah, Rodgers is great, but one man can't do it against just that many different weapons. No, it's very true. And, um, you know, the interception by Ricardo Allen was actually just a really good play by him. Kind of a weird throw by, by Rodgers, just not characteristic for him. But, I mean, it's not yeah, like his he guys kind of chucked it up there. He pulled an Eli in a way. It was sort of like a punt. You know, that's what it yeah. sort of looked like to me. But, um, you know, I mean, even with that throw, I mean, he's still pretty pretty good. I mean, they were getting pressure on him a lot. I mean, he got hit quite a bit. He got sacked only twice. But, you know, that's him moving. And I, I've i never seen a guy, and of all people, Bill Burr pointed this out, and he brought up a great point, which is, like, he'll move around so his linemen get more square to the guys they're blocking. That's something I never really noticed until Burr pointed it out. And it's it, it, it really does. That's exactly what he does, which is impressive. But um, what else do you have to yeah. say about Green Bay? Well, to your point, too, with the linemen, I mean, they broke down the film and they showed it, um, in part in the, partly in the Dallas game and in the Atlanta game, how they'll let the DN, um, the left tackle, let him into the inside so he can basically pin him to the inside and then Rodgers can roll out to the left or to the right. And we know how dangerous he is outside of the pocket throwing the ball. Like, they, they just used their scheme perfectly. Right, they absolutely did. And... Um... And the other thing that Green Bay didn't do was get pressure on Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan just was surgical, just picked them apart. Oh, it helps, obviously, having Julio Jones rip off a 73-yard run. But you take that away, Matt Ryan still throws for 300-plus yards, still throws for three touchdowns, and he's still you know, 26 for 37. I mean, it, it, that's if you take that play away. I mean, obviously, 27 for 38, 392, four touchdowns. I mean, the <laughs> Well, in just the first quarter alone, I mean, you talk about how surgical he was. I believe he made, he completed six different receivers in the first quarter alone. So he's just gunning it all over the yard, spreading it out. I mean, you just you can't stop that many people. You absolutely can't. And I do wonder. Okay, so I do wonder if Air, if Atlanta are they the best offense you've seen in your lifetime? Maybe maybe you know since the greatest show on turf. Can you think of an offense that's that was this good? So many different weapons. They can beat you in so many ways. Two running backs that catch the ball out of the backfield, by yeah. the way. Both of them. I mean, they were talking uh, during the broadcast that uh, I forget what I forget who said it, but uh, somebody on Atlanta said that Tevin Coleman could essentially be their starting slot receiver. That's how good of a that's how good of a pass catcher he is. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I, I think back, like you said, to the show on turf. Um, that '98 Vikings team with. Um, Culpepper, Randy Moss, and I believe their running back was Robert Smith. And I believe they still had Chris Carter at the time, too. So they were pretty loaded with weapons and a high-scoring team. But, I mean, this offense has got to be at least top five, maybe top three. It's it's disgusting just how many just how many weapons they have. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, um, I, I mean, the only other offense I could think of is maybe the 07 Patriots. I mean, Randy Moss was just a man possessed. Uh, you think about yeah. the uh, the 2000, I believe it's the 2013 um, Denver Broncos team, uh, that team that Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdowns with that season with Demarius Thomas. Um, I, I think and uh, Julius Thomas was really good that year. Uh, I, I'm thinking that team too. Um, but, I mean, Atlanta, just the volume, just the volume that Matt Ryan puts up and and the 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 way he spreads the ball around to everybody even when Julio was out this year i mean they were still moving the ball really well i mean he was hurt for a good chunk of the year and they yeah, were still three or four games i think yeah exactly so yeah I, it, it's just a testament to i mean Matt Ryan, I mean, he, he came out of the draft. He looked really good, and then he kind of just was mediocre for a few seasons. But this guy's just on top of his game this year. I, I just think him and uh, Shanahan is the old coordinator, just the perfect pairing. They just Their scheme is so good, and Ryan's reading the field so well. He just, it's, like you said, he's just surgical about it. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it was impressive. Everything that he did was impressive. So, all right, um, let's put a poll on this game. Uh, just as a heads up to everybody, we're not talking about the Super Bowl this week. We're going to do our Super Bowl stuff um, next week. We're going to do an entire show dedicated to it. Um, 
but uh but yeah so we're gonna talk about right now we're gonna go we're gonna go to the uh new england pittsburgh game and by the way if anybody can hear this noise in the background it's my dryer so hopefully we can take this out and tony if you can actually get this out then oh no yeah yeah i'll do my best I'm I'm too distracted by the lady coming to the kitchen and pantomiming uh, clapping noises like some kind of weird, uh, pretty mime. So no, you're yeah, I'll I'll fix that. Don't worry about it. Oh my god, it's it's just it will not stop. I can, it's all it, now. I'm almost distracted. All right, you know, Bill, let's get it together. You're 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 looking like uh, you're looking like Eli in a uh, regular season game here. So all right. Green Bay, New England. Or, yeah, Green Bay, New England. That was what I thought was going to be the Super Bowl. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, Pittsburgh, New England. Speaking of surgery, oh, Tom Brady. I said last week that he's not looked good against the last two good defenses he played. They haven't played good quarterbacks all last year. Although Bill did predict them to win, Bill was wrong because Tom Brady literally looked the. the that might be the best game I've seen him play in the playoffs. He was ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. He threw one bad pass that entire game, and it was a little bit behind. I believe uh, Elliman or Hogan coming across a uh, coming to, uh, coming across the middle, just wide open. And he just sort of threw it behind him. So, I mean, he is a human being. He does make mistakes, but very rarely do you see him miss throws like that. So, uh, the other play of the game I wanted to ask you about. Legarrette Blunt carrying the entire Pittsburgh Steelers defense for uh, about three, four yards oh, there was oh amazing. Oh my god, it's amazing. He had five, five guys on him. What did he take him? Yeah, like you said, extra five yards. I mean, uh, talk about a man amongst boys. Dear God, he is a beast. That's weight room strength right there, man. That's dudes. That's ass to grass when you're doing squats. That guy is a beast. Absolutely. And you know what I realized about Legarrette Blunt? He's not as tall as I thought. I think he's only like six one. I thought he was like 6'4". I thought this dude was built like Brandon Jacobs. Now he's six. He weighs 240, but he's only 6'1". He's pretty big, obviously, but not as big as I thought. So some people just carry themselves well. You know, they just look bigger than they actually are. I mean, it's, he, he would be one of those guys. Uh, so another thing I was wrong about last week is I said that this game is going to come down to two players, Le'Veon Bell and Deion Lewis. They could not have done less either of them. <laughs> yeah. So um, This game came down to the excellence of Tom Brady. Sir Sir Thomas. My God, was he good. I think this more came down to the excellence of um, Chris Hogan and uh, Julian Edelman. But more specifically, oh. Chris Hogan. Let's talk about Chris Hogan for a minute. So the Buffalo- Yeah, let's, let's talk about him and how the Bills missed on that one. I don't know if they necessarily missed because I can't... Uh, I can't really picture them... Him having the same success with... I can't picture them having the same success with the Bills that he had with the Patriots, obviously because it's Tyron Taylor throwing to him as opposed to Tom Brady. Yes. Small, agree with that 100%. Small difference there in uh, an arm talent. but small, um, Yes. And vision and reading a defense. And throwing the ball accurately and throwing the ball down the field and throwing the ball to opening guys. Yeah, yeah. so. Throwing people open, yeah. But Chris Hogan would it was sorely missed on the Bills this year because when Walter Powell oh. and Justin Hunter were trotted out as number as their number one and number two receivers against the Patriots, it was that Chris Hogan that torched the Bills. It was Stephon Gilmore who got named to the Pro Bowl today, uh, getting torched by that Chris Hogan. So to all the Bills fans that said, "Oh, good reason, good riddance, not a big deal," <laughs> it's kind of a big deal because he did beat you guys and. Now he's playing for a team that is probably going to win a Super Bowl, largely due to him being on the field and adding another dimension for Brady. So I don't know what it is about the Patriots and getting these white skill position guys. And obviously, race doesn't really necessarily have a uh, have anything to do with it until you look at the Patriots roster and they have white skill position guys all over the field. I mean, they found Danny Woodhead. I love all the mock drafts, by the way. I just want to point this out. All the mock drafts have uh, Christian McCaffrey going to the Patriots with the last pick. It's just it's that it's, seems so perfect. It's in a way. so on the nose. It's so on the nose. Yeah. It's so funny. It's great what the Patriots do. I mean, they they. It's like you take like a C plus student in school and you just put them through weeks and weeks of like SAT prep and you you raise this kid up to like an A minus. Like they take these castoffs from other teams, these average players, and they just get the most out of them. They just they squeeze every ounce of juice out of the orange. It's amazing. Do you see Jamie Collins? By the way, got paid. Oh yeah, by yeah by, by Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. yeah. Twenty six mil yeah. guaranteed. 
makes him the uh, what does it make him the fourth highest paid linebacker behind Von Miller, Justin Houston, and Clay Matthews. Take uh, the money and run, I guess, man. Get, you know, straight up cash, homie. Yeah, but, <laughs> four good years. Luck with, uh, Fifty million. Good luck with. Yeah, good luck with winning games in Cleveland, unfortunately. But yeah, back to Chris Hogan, man. I mean, I agree with you one hundred percent. There's no way the Bills could have got this much out of him. But where it irks me is the Bills let him walk to a division rival. You know if you let him go to New England, he's going to come back and just torch your ass. And that's what that's what bugs me. I mean, you know New England's got him on their radar. You you have to keep that guy, especially when you were thin at wide receiver anyways. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, I'm looking up to now to see what the deal was. Um Oh, I accidentally typed in Chris Hoven by mistake. Remember that guy he used to oh. paint his face, played for the Vikings and the Bucks. I forgot oh, that. Yes. I forgot that guy was a player. <laughs> um, oh, that's a that's a throwback. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I got the V instead of the G with these uh, these pork loin fingers. So, yeah. All right, but dude, I just want to talk more about the how awesome Hogan was in that game. Nine catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he owned that game. And then Edelman went off himself, eight for 118 in a touchdown. That was the most combined yardage 298 by a wide receiver duel in conference championship history i mean those these are two two white dudes too just going off i mean i was it was, it was awesome to watch it just god man you can't say enough about brady and how good he is 32 of 42 384 yards which is his career and franchise high in the playoffs and three touchdowns i mean i called it last week i called this game i said 31 to 17 the patriots would win this game handedly and the final score was 36 17 i was off by five points and i said it last week man how often do you ever see brady have bad back-to-back games it almost never happens the worst thing that could have happened at pittsburgh was that new england struggled last week against houston that lit a fire under brady it lit a fire under belichick and they just come they came out and they proved themselves they proved to be the better team against the steelers uh yeah 100 they did um Man, Roethlisberger doesn't look good in Gata. Like it feels like almost a year and a half. I mean, really? Remember he came back really early from that knee injury or that ankle yeah. injury last year. To yep. me, he hasn't really looked good since then. And I, I, I'm curious what, uh, what is going on with that guy? I wonder if he's, he's just physically done. He's got a lot of injuries, man. I mean, I, I don't know if he's physically done. I just don't think he's healthy. Cause remember early in the year he had that, um, wasn't it like a minor knee surgery? Yeah. And initially they said he might be out as much as six weeks and he came back. What in two? Like, I think he rushed himself back. He, he just never got healthy. Yeah. It was a, um, I want to say it was a meniscus surgery and that's like a, yeah, I don't know, whatever, four to six week injury. And he missed a week and he missed the yeah. Patriots week of all things, which I wonder I mean, if that would have played a factor into the game. Yeah, credit to him. I mean, the guy's a gamer, but sometimes you just... And I, I know, too, they were in a race with the Ravens, so he, he kind of had to come back. I mean, honestly, but it, it ended up hurting them long-term, but in the short term, they had to do it. Did you hear how many touchdowns to interceptions Brady's thrown against Mike Tomlin-led Steeler teams now? Yeah, isn't it like 19-0 to zero or something crazy like that? It's now 22-0. to zero. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just total domination. I mean... We said Tom Brady is the uh, is the Patriots' daddy. Well, you can. Uh, it looks like he's adopted the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Yeah. So, by the way, Chris Hogan signed a um, the uh, the Patriots offered Chris Hogan a three year offer sheet for twelve million dollars, seven point five million dollars oh. guaranteed. The Bills decided not Come to on. match it. Bill Belichick saw major potential describing Hogan as a quote unquote burner with an incredible athleticism. Hogan went from averaging about twelve yards a catch to uh, almost eighteen yards a catch. Uh, in New England, so uh, they used them as a deep threat. They used them accordingly, and um, you know, and that kills me too. Because what's the one thing that Tyrod Taylor does well in Buffalo? Those deep balls. And who catches good deep balls? Chris Hogan. Ah, frustrated. And twelve million? You could have done that deal. Come on, man. Yeah, uh, considering what they're paying Marcel Darius, yeah, they could have. They could have oh figured it out. I mean, but anyway, this isn't the this isn't the Bills. Uh, if you want to listen to talk about the Bills, uh, some podcast did a Bills eulogy episode like about a month ago. Go listen to uh, that uh, episode number twenty five. If you're looking, that is the greatest episode of podcast I've ever heard by those guys. I don't know who they are, but I can tell you they're both creative and uh, you know, <laughs> fantastic looking guys. Fan. Fantastic looking guys. One I'm has pretty sure I can't show my face in Buffalo ever again. Yeah, neither can the guys who did the Bills eulogy. So yeah. that being said, 
Um, well, you know what? How about put a bow on this game? What do you? What? Anything else you want to say about this? Um, the game itself, I mean, no, is kind of a stinker. Um, we could talk a little bit about just the Patriots, just utter dominance and how good they've been. I mean, um, does the ESPN isn't ESPN good for that? I mean, if you want, go watch a Monday Night Football game with the Patriots, and you can hear yeah, it, John Gruden. I feel like it, it can't be under. It can't be understated, though. I mean, this this franchise, ever since uh, Kraft took over, and ever since they got Brady and Belichick together in 2001, they've been ridiculous. I mean, most playoff wins in history now, Belichick 25, Landry 20. Most Super Bowl appearances, Belichick beat Shula 7-6. Most Super Bowl wins, Belichick is tied 4-4 with Chuck Knoll. And, I mean, you know, we're not going to get too much into predictions, but I, I feel like he's got a good chance to uh, be the all-time winning a Super Bowl coach after, you know, in a couple weeks. But, dude, since uh, it's just ridiculous, they're under dominance. Since 2001, 13 of the last 15 AFC Super Bowl quarterbacks have been either Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger. Brady six times, Manning four, Roethlisberger three. Dude, I mean, you, you, you could say I'm kissing their ass or I'm just bowing before their throne, but they deserve it. It's ridiculous how good they've been. Seven times, by the way. The smart oh, seven, seven now, times, yes. yes. Um, Thank you. No, I don't think it'd be understated enough. I'm just saying, if you want to go, you know, ESPN's probably doing a thousand pieces like that. And can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of drool ESPN is going to have to wipe off their chin if the Patriots win? It's just going to be. I, I don't. I don't know if there's enough. Uh, I don't know if there's enough towels in, in Connecticut for it. But they deserve, and I'm so sick of these fans saying, "Oh, they're cheaters." I mean, let, let's be honest. What what team in the NFL doesn't cheat? Doesn't try to find some? Way oh, to get none that? of them. None of them. That's absolutely yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Because Atlanta didn't get busted years ago for pumping in crowd noise. Because Seattle hasn't gotten busted for it before. I mean, you're not trying at an elite level if you're not just trying to find some way to get ahead, some way to bend the rules. Seattle, I think, has the most Adderall-related uh, suspensions. I'm throwing hard yeah. Adderall quotes up there, a.k.a. PEDs, in, in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody is. And it's not a big deal if everybody's doing it. And I love the Spygate thing. The Spygate thing is ridiculous because before that, they have they got they did it once and got busted immediately for it. And that's only because Eric Mangini is like that kid with the notepad from the show Recess. I mean, he, he just snitched on him. I mean, that's all it was. Yeah. And, and every team team did it up until that season like it it just became illegal and the patriots kept doing it um deflategate that doesn't even that isn't even worth oh, mentioning God, don't get me started on that stupid that's stupid the stupidest controversy of my lifetime it literally makes no sense and i am still unclear on what brady was suspended for they were like oh he obstructed justice wasn't this just the two-year anniversary, too, of that game against the Colts in the AFC Championship where I, Deflategate all started? So we've been dealing with this for, like, two years. I think Ryan Grigson got fired on the anniversary of that day, that, that game, by the way. Uh, oh, and we'll get into him because there, if there was ever a guy that deserved to get fired, it was that guy. You know what's funny? Uh, Colin Cowherd said that uh, a high-ranking NFL executive told him that not only were people shocked that he even got an interview, but they were all just floored that he even got hired by the Colts. You know, it's it just that's how terrible of a quote unquote GM prospect he was, as the fact that he even got interviews was just dumbfounding to a lot of NFL executives. Um, I mean, and, and look what he's done with that team. I mean, you have a generational quarterback and. And you've done nothing but make his team worse progressively. He, yeah. He, they, no no defense. No protection. You got a gem. You have a franchise quarterback. Dude, the, the, the Browns, the Bills, they would kill for Andrew Luck. The Texans. Hey, how do you not build around him? The Texans are in the Super Bowl if they have Andrew Luck. The, oh, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. The Texans are the best case scenario for a team without a quarterback. That's as far as you can go without a quarterback is where the Texans got this year. If the Texans yeah. had even Alex Smith, I think I really think they win that game against the Patriots or it's a lot damn closer than it was. But I mean, the Texans top to bottom, everything but quarterback, they're great. They have a great offensive line, they have a really good running back, they have a transcendent talent at wide receiver, they have good complementary receivers. The D-line even without JJ Watt, incredible. Whitney Merciless is 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 a fantastic linebacker. Uh Brian Cushing a fantastic linebacker. Great secondary players. I mean, great head coach. They have everything you want except for a quarterback. Except for the most important piece in the National Football League. And if you want to take the opposite of that, 
that's the Colts. The Colts have everything yeah. but that. They have good and, skill position guys. Frank Gore is an ageless wonder. They have good wide receivers, but that's it. They're nothing after that. Nothing. How I, how ironic is it too that they're in the same division in the South, which is just a dumpster fire. Well, it won't be because my man Tom Coughlin is now the uh, the head of the Jaguars. He's essentially running the entire show. Very ironic about the Jaguars. I like that move too. Yes, I love that move. Uh, David Caldwell is from Lackawanna, New York. Your former boss, my current boss, played uh, baseball with him. They know each other pretty well. Um, so, and uh, his Dave Caldwell, the GM of the Jaguars, sister actually cuts our boss's hair. Now, if you've seen our boss's haircut. <laughs> you could land a F15 on that sucker. You can. It's 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 pretty it's pretty flat up there. So uh so yeah, I mean, the AFC South I I do wonder if that's going to be become that's going to be become a uh, become Every week I like to have a stroke mid show, so I apologize, but I do wonder if the AFC South is going to become the uh the new um NFC East because I think there's a lot of good young and up and coming teams in there. I think once the uh once the Colts get a Maybe just a, a human bre- being doesn't necessarily have to be breathing, but do a better <laughs> job than Ryan Grigson. Uh, I think once they get that in there, I think they're going to be back. I think the ti- the Titans are doing really interesting things. I really like the way that team's constructed. Um, and- I got an out-of-box idea for the Colts, by the way. Remember that uh, supercomputer that was on Jeopardy, Watson? Why don't they just hire him as the GM? I wonder if they could get Watson. How much would Watson cost? I wonder if that's even legal. Because we're getting to that point eventually where computers are just going to start taking over our daily lives. So, I mean, why not? If you think about it, it would make the best and most analytical decision. So, especially compared to Grigson, I mean, it couldn't be much worse. That computer definitely would not have drafted Bjorn Warner. Um, No. I I think... He had one good draft pick, and that was Andrew Luck. And that's a no-brainer. You or I could have drafted Andrew Luck. My daughter could have drafted Andrew Luck. She's 19 months old. Oh my god! Oh yeah, all she has to do is point at his picture. Yeah, it's simple, easy. Oh, I'll take the six foot four guy that can throw the ball through a freaking door. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it that's absolutely absurd. And who went to Stanford and is highly intelligent? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that guy. Um, so can minus you, the creepy beard, but I'll take him. And the voice of uh, Andre the Giant. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of wrestling references this week. I love it. Uh, I just think that uh, we should not make as many wrestling references on under the hoodies that we have. <laughs> I don't know how good that's going to sound on the on the uh, podcast, but uh, but hopefully it sounded somewhat decent. That sounded more like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs than it did Andrew. Yeah. Put the lotion in the basket. Oh, if my daughter wasn't sleeping right now, I would scream that line from that because I that's the funniest character in movie history by the way is Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bill is an absolute riot that guy is so funny give me back my dog uh he was so <laughs> mad um <laughs> my favorite part of that entire movie is when the uh chick of the hole is screaming and uh just get me out of here and then he just looks down the hole and he's just like oh back at her see every time I hear the impression I don't even think of that I think of um I think of Joe Dirt when they basically mock it and he's in the hole. Oh yeah. Auto trader. All right. Um, <laughs> so I got a 76 Corvette. Yeah. All right. So just right. Everybody you are listening to under the hoodies. That's Tony DeNicola. I am Bill Kegel. Find us on Twitter at Tony Q's 44 at Bill Kegel, Bill K Eagle. If you uh, want to know how to look it up phonetically and the show page at under the hoodies. And we have a Facebook page. Also, go on there and uh, look at stuff, and um, don't look at my pictures on my actual Facebook page, um, because uh, you're going to be sadly disappointed with the way everybody else looks in my pictures, because my looks, it just it just deflates everybody. My, It's like popping a bunch of balloons. It's, you know, it's not good. So, um, anyway, <laughs> you want to get an actually accurate representation, uh, my buddy John one time called me Fat Damon. Which is still one of the <laughs> pretty much how I look. That's oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so true. I get I get Fat oh David, and I get uh I get Scotty J from um, oh, Boogie Nights. When, get, when we go to the SU game together this Saturday, I might just scream that across the aisle. Hey, hey, Fat Damon, Fat Damon, over here, get the nachos. Yeah, yeah, uh, extra jalapeno. <laughs> then we get into like uh, instead of Jason Bourne, Jason Stillborn. There's a lot of those. Oh jeez, 
Jesus. <laughs> I know. People are rude, dude. Savage, man. <laughs> Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. All right, that is the end of the uh, of the wrestling references because I oh, well, well we are going to talk about movies and you wanted to uh, can... oh before we get to that though real quick um the the Colts firing their GM oh go ahead sorry buddy I no it's all right I just I love how the players came out on Twitter and just roasted the guy Pat McAfee the punter quote unquote thank God Gerald Freeman well that took longer than expected and then um <laughs> then this one quote. Oh, hang on one second. Uh, quote, they fired Ryan Grisson. Damn, I don't know why Ursay hired him in the first place. He wouldn't even know how to operate a lineup for a baseball team. Winston Guy Jr., who was cut from the team in September. Like, it just goes to show you, man, nobody liked the guy. Nobody respected him. They, they just roasted him after this. They were so happy to see him gone. Yeah, that is... Uh... <laughs> I'm Pat McAfee is uh, he's a punter, but I actually I love that dude. He's uh, he's got some he's got some good stuff. So uh, what's up him with- and uh, Marquette King from uh, Oakland? I just love how these punters are just coming out with, like all this uh, just this hilarity online and the, just this uh, you know I'm gonna sound goofy being a white guy, but all this swag like it's. It's so much fun to watch these two and listen to them. Well, Steve Weatherford is borderline a professional bodybuilder now, and he was a punter for the NFL for ten years. I don't understand yeah. this. Uh, he he was the strongest dude on the Giants. Like he had to be. Um, and I'm I'll give a shout out to uh, my Syracuse University Orangeman. Uh, if you're looking for a punter in your fantasy football league in the coming years, Denver Broncos signed Syracuse University alum Riley Dixon. Drafted him last year. That guy, if you just go look on YouTube, if you want to see clips of a punter running a fake or uh, or throwing a pass on a, on a fake punt, I mean, that guy just has it down pat, especially against the LSU game where he hurdled an LSU defender, got the first down, got up, was so pumped up, threw a right hook into the helm of the LSU player and somehow didn't get flagged for it. Super aggressive by him. All right. Oh, dude, I, I love Dixon. Dixon. Riley Dixon for Heisman. So I'm going to set this up. I'm going to just set it on a tee for you, and you go ahead and explain this because I haven't heard this yet. So you watch The Jungle Book, the live-action version of The Jungle Book. Um, oh, oh, we're going there. What what revelation did you have during this movie? All right. this is <laughs> I got to apologize. This is going to get very dark-sided. But uh, I was watching The Jungle Book with the fiancé in the mill. Uh, we actually tried to watch your True Romance, the movie you gave me on Netflix. And, of course, they pulled it off like two days before. So we're searching through. We're like, oh, watch The Jungle Book. I've been wanting to see this. You know, the remake, the live-action remake. Great movie, by the way. Um, it's so cool how they did the CGI with the animals. I liked it. It was a much darker tale. It's not actually not really for kids. I want to say it's like PG-13 because it's there's some graphic and dark scenes. But, um... Uh, it got to the part where, uh, you know where the giant snake is in the tree and uh, trying to hypnotize Mowgli? I'm not familiar. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I saw it's on Netflix, and I do oh, plan right. on getting to it at a certain point. I, oh, right. So, yeah, go ahead. It, it's it's in the cartoon, too, though. But um, uh, the, the snake comes down and starts slithering and, you know, using its seductive ways and voice to, um, to hypnotize Mowgli so that it can, you know, uh, wrap itself around him and crush him and eat him. Um, so, I... Uh, Oh, God, this is rough. Um, I paused the movie, and I told the fiancé in the middle, I was like, listen, full disclosure, I never told anyone in my life about this, but I have I have a revelation for you. When I was younger, I mean, when I first saw this, the original cartoon version, I was maybe like 9 or 10, maybe 11, and uh, when the snake would come down and hypnotize Mowgli, it was the first time in my life that I started to get a, uh, a tingling in my man region, if you will. I didn't know what it was at the time, never felt it before, but when I was a little kid, you know, pre-pubescent Tony, uh, whenever I would watch that movie and see that scene with the snake hypnotizing young little Mowgli, I would get little jingles and tingles in my man parts. I don't know what it means, it's pretty messed up, but, you know, that's the life I live, I guess. This is one of those times where silence is probably the best. <laughs> I need therapy, man. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is what happens when uh, when your parents both uh, you know partake. We don't need to get into this. We don't need to get into this. This is not that show. This is no. We should. We should talk about how my parents met and just the booze and drug filled fest that uh, went on during my conception. 
That's all right. We don't. This isn't that show, dude. Like, uh, I'm, I'm completely uncomfortable, and uh, this makes the segue into what I was gonna. Uh, you're uncomfortable. I just admitted that to you know however many people listen to this. Dear God, I can't wait till the guys at work hear that one. I can wait. Um, okay, so <laughs> hashtag the more you know. Oh, I wish I had that sound effect right now. So I was gonna talk about a sports related movie that uh, you should watch. And yes. uh, first thing, actually, we are going to talk about a sports related movie. We're going to talk about the XFL 30 for 30 um, oh. on the episode. Either we're going to do it on the Super Bowl episode or the episode after, depending on how the Super Bowl goes. If the Super Bowl is boring, we're going to do it on that episode. If the yeah. Super Bowl is great, we're going to do it. We're going to do it in its own episode. So um, well, it also depends on if we, we both have to watch it to be able to talk about it, too. But I, I'm, I'm beyond excited for that documentary. ESPN never ever misses with their 30 for 30 and i think this will be just another home run by them that this is the one i'm probably most excited about seeing um but i look forward to it so anyway the movie i wanted to talk about was a documentary about glee called gleason it's about steve gleason you uh you remember the game after hurricane katrina um the game the first game that the the um, saints played in the superdome against atlanta yep. He's the yeah, guy. Open it back up. Yeah, he's the guy. That, he's the guy that blocked the punt that Curtis Deloach picked up for a touchdown, and uh, the place went crazy. There's a statue in front of the statue in front of the uh, stadium for this moment. So Steve Gleason, at 34 years old, was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, um, and uh, not six weeks later, he finds out his wife is pregnant. So he's going through this diagnosis. His wife is pregnant, um, and this is the this is such a raw movie, and. I, I don't really want to talk too much about it because I really want you to see it, but I would just, yeah. I would highly recommend this to any sports fan, anybody that's ever had to deal with somebody with any kind of disease like this. I mean, there isn't a worse disease out on the planet right now. So your, your body loses its capacity to, uh, to communicate with the brain, muscles, nerves, all that stuff, but you can still feel everything. It, it's just a horrifying disease. My, my, my wife's aunt, had als and it's just it's one of the worst things ever so yeah i mean for, i've done a little bit of reading up on it but basically from what i understand it's like you're just you're entombed in your own body you're almost like trapped inside your own body like a prisoner yeah perfectly stated so this guy okay it, this 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 explores religion not in a way where it's you know where you know guys like you and i we're, we're not religious you know, no. no big deal. We don't need to talk about that. But this explores no, each their own, you right? Know, whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're happy and you don't molest kids and kill people, I don't care what you do. But yeah. so, um, so it hits on religion, but in a way you wouldn't expect. Um, this hits on family, how it affects everybody around him. His wife, his wife, might be one of the most incredible human beings that's ever walked the planet, and she is. She has her moments in this where you're like. Wow, uh, maybe not a good person, but I'm telling you, I think after years of dealing with what she dealt with, the moment that I'm talking about, she kind of earned it. And I actually think in the moment he acknowledges she earned it. She yeah. is an absolute saint. Like, I cannot tell you, she even talks about this herself, that she doesn't feel this way. But, I mean, this woman is absolutely amazing. I, I, I couldn't, I can't even, I cannot even imagine the situation she's going through, raising a toddler alone and essentially being Steve Gleason's caretaker, 24-7, in-home living nurse. Um, she brings in a friend of hers from, from the past. He's really cool. He's he's kind of a shot of life to what's what's what becomes a, a sort of a sad documentary. Um, but Steve Gleason of himself is really inspirational. I mean, he has his moments, too, where he's like he's beaten down by it. And he's just like just ran to the ran through the gun. I can't even imagine what he's going through. But there's actual real human moments in here. And again, big shout out to the Gleasons because they allowed so much that they really didn't. This could have been a fluff beef. It is a pl- ah fluff piece and it is absolutely not it is raw it is real and it's just it, it's it's a documentary that there's a lot of documentaries that fall in love with their access this didn't do that in the sense that it did it had 1300 hours i guess of, of footage over the course of five years but it didn't fall over the access instead of what they did is they took it and they actually they told a story and and it starts it starts really sad Get sad, get sad, get sad. And then it's like uplifting at the same time. I mean, Steve Gleason's dad, you'll have your opinions on him. His wife, you'll have your, her, your opinions on her. But man, 
everything in this documentary is just fantastic. Like I'm not a crier and I will tell you that literally I, I was, I was not necessarily a heap, but I haven't been emotionally affected by a movie like this. And don't laugh since inside out inside out hit me a little hard because I had just had a baby and, uh, it's uh, seen it. Oh, uh, it's a great movie. It's very creative, but man, I'm telling you when, when, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a character that, uh, he goes away, and uh, it's a little tough for Bill to take. But um, man, maybe maybe Avery started making me a crier. I I have no idea. But anyway, dude, you have to watch this movie. I would yeah, re- I'm excited for. It. I've wanted to see it. It's for a on. While it's on Amazon Prime, which I'm pretty sure you said you have. It's a- yes, it's yep. A- yep, it's on Amazon Prime. Watch it with the mill. Watch it with the fiance. I guarantee they'll both like it. They'll every all three of you will get something different out of it. But but what a story and what a documentary and and man good on them for allowing a lot of what's in there in there because i don't know and the scary thing is is that steve gleason is only a couple years older than you and i a year older than i when he was he was diagnosed so it's pretty scary also i mean he played in the nfl he's the top one percent of athletes in the world and to to have that just stripped away from him you know with no power over it and just watch him deteriorate i mean it's heartbreaking extremely heartbreaking but man i'm telling you i didn't come away from this heartbroken i come away from this just just sort of like inspired and i'm kind of like hey you know what you everybody has drama going on in their life but i'm telling you nobody is going through what these these people are nobody that we know anyway i mean it's it's something that puts life into perspective for you and it should and just the work this that, that gleason does in the movie um you know and oh a lot of this is told by the way he does these video journals for his unborn son which is again really kind of a creative way to tell this narrative and it's i don't know i would i would highly recommend it to you i'd highly recommend it to everybody that you know any sports fan and and anybody that's ever gone through something like this it's absolutely it's just absolutely a, a fantastic documentary and i cannot recommend it enough it's one of the very few movies i would ever give a five stars to it's 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 fantastic yeah, I, I look forward to watching. I mean, and you know, personally, you and I, you and I have dealt with um, people in our lives with mental and physical disabilities. I mean, my great aunt, her son was basically born and confined to his wheelchair and couldn't really speak his entire life. And I had to watch her, you know, change him, feed him, basically do everything for him up until he passed away in his mid thirties. And I think it's great because it just you know raises awareness for people like you can actually see what these people go through and how tough it can be and have some understanding with it and some compassion and like you said it just it puts everything into perspective in life like at the end of the day life isn't that bad when people are going through things like this like it really it really just helps to like bring you out of a funk at times it does so okay I'm gonna give you a quick quote from this movie and and uh, this again this isn't spoiling anything so this is from his wife Michelle. I have never wanted to be a saint. I've never been a saint before, Steve. I'm never going to be a saint. I don't want to be like a devil or a dick face, but I don't want to be a saint either. I just want to be a real person. That's sort of her attitude throughout the movie, and, and I'm telling you, you're going to fall in love with this woman. This woman is absolutely incredible. Like Just the stuff she has to do for her husband and for her kid is just is just amazing. And, and I, 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 again, I can't, I can't, I can't highlight how good this movie is um and i honestly don't even think i oversold it sadly um so anyway again you're listening under the hoodies that's tony de nicola i'm bill keagle find us on twitter at tony q's 44 at bill k eagle at under the hoodies and follow us on facebook on our under the hoodies facebook page um anything else we need to talk about today uh, I have an entertainment view for the weekend. Uh, I don't know if you have one as well, but it's up to you if you want me to go first. You go first because uh, I think Gleason would be mine right now, but I'll, yes. I'll think of another one uh, real quick too. All right, mine will be a little more lighthearted and fun. Please, um, please. If, if Yeah, if you've been listening up to this point, it's no secret I am a wrestling fan. I am a card-carrying WWE Universe member. And this Sunday, live on the WWE Network, Special start time, 7 p.m. It is the annual Royal Rumble. Those you don't know, this is the road to WrestleMania. Royal Rumble match. 30 competitors in the ring. Two guys start out about every minute or so. Another entrant enters the ring. Be the last man standing. Throw everybody else over the top rope. And the lineup for this year's Royal Rumble. I mean, Bill, you might actually be interested in some of these competitors. A few blasts from the past, but we've got The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, 
United States champion, Chris Jericho. A few newer guys you may not know. Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, The New Day, Dolph Ziggler, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Luke Harper. I mean, the, the lineup is stacked. I am beyond excited for this card. And also, WWE title match, Kevin Owens will defend against Roman Reigns with Chris Jericho being suspended above the ring in a miniature steel cage. Oh, he's like a bird. Yeah, well, you know, basically the storyline is Chris Jericho and Owens are best friends, and Jericho always interferes in Owens' matches, so they're going to put him in a cage to try to uh, cut down on the interference in the match. Understood. All right, so um, I think my entertainment pick for this week is definitely watch Gleason. Um, I was going to say Bill Burr, but I don't think that comes out for another uh, like week. So uh, uh, January thirty first. Yeah. Which so is, uh, Tuesday. Week from Tuesday. Yeah. Week from tomorrow. So. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for that. By the way. Everybody. Gonna be awesome. Everybody watch Gleason. Um, anything else before we go, Tony? Uh, I'm just wondering who won the bet last week. Oh, let me do some quick math. Hold on, because I think you. Oh boy. I think you took the over. So. Um, so what do we got? Sixty five. Oh boy. 65 yeah this is a lot of work for me so do you do you agree that you took the over do you think you took the under because i don't remember i i'm pretty sure i took the over okay then i won i oh i thought you wrote it down i never said i wrote it down you can have it well, no, it's fine. Watch Gleason. Ah, I will. Okay. Um, we don't have anything to bet on this week, do we? So we don't have a game. Yeah, hold I'm on. Not betting on the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, because who cares? No, hold on. Let's look at the. Uh, let's see what some of the events are in the Pro Bowl. Actually, Pro Bowl skills competition. We'll bet on some of those. We'll bet on three. All right. Pro Bowl okay, skills I can do that. showdown. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, go ahead. Wait, when when's the NFL awards come out? Uh, the day before the Super Bowl usually. Oh, never mind then. Okay. Yeah. So. I was going to say we could bet on MVP, but all right. Yeah, because, um, all right, skill showdown. Where are we at? Oh, God. This is so stupid. Um, <laughs> God, this sounds terrible already. All right, well, the fact that you were just like, oh, this is so stupid right from the get-go. Well, I'm trying to find the skills competition things, but um, it doesn't. I don't see them anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Hold up. We could bet on something more personal for us. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. And before we go, too, I wanted to pimp it out a little bit. Um, Billy Boy and a few of my Buffalo buddies will be coming out to Syracuse this Saturday for the SU versus Florida State uh, college hoops game. So I'm very excited for that. And also, before the game, we're going to be outside the Dome. Um, uh, you know, a little spoiler alert. We're going to have a sign, probably a megaphone, and we'll have some business cards to hand out. So, uh you know, if you listen to the show and you happen to be in the Syracuse area and you're at the game, hey, man, come talk to us. Interact with us. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you hate. Any suggestions, any feedback. I mean, we're very personable guys. Just come up to us and just chat with us, you know. Love to meet new, some new people and see what they think about the show. Yeah. Um, all right, so there's precision passing uh, competition, but they don't say who anything's in, so I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Um <laughs> God, uh, I'm about to just flip a coin. Um, you know what? Let's I'm checking the NBA slate. To see that's that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So, um, see what's going on here in the uh, the old NBA's. Try to find like the game of the week. Oh, I know. Um, God, I hate technology sometimes. <laughs> we should have better prepared for this. Oh, I know. This is uh, this is hot pod. This is really going to get us up to the uh, the big listener. Oh yeah, this will get us listeners. Hmm. Um, Why? Does Cleveland play anyone good? I gotta up my my NBA game, man. I we're gonna have to because we're gonna have to come up with content after the show. I don't, I mean, I don't <laughs> I even know what we're gonna do. I know the Lakers are terrible. My Knicks are floundering. Um, Golden State's really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the the basics. God, no, <laughs> the the they don't play anybody really. Oh God! The next week they play. They're at New Orleans right now. They're actually losing by thirteen. Um, they play Sacramento the on Wednesday, Brooklyn on on uh, Friday, and then OKC on Sunday. Which OKC used to be a good game, but nah. Yeah, Clippers, Golden State Saturday. Hmm? Clippers don't have Chris Paul. Oh, pfft. oh yeah, that's right. He's out for like six weeks, isn't he? Yeah. Um. 
Huh. Do you want to bet that I'll watch uh, two of the four or five things you have assigned me? You want to do that? About the... No, because you, you control that. How is that fair? Well, that would actually motivate me to watch them. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, you got a lot of catching up. To I me. sure do, man. Um, oh, oh, our favorite sport's coming back, by the way. The challenge. We might be talking about that, too. Oh, okay. We just found some content for uh, for the off season. I mean, yeah, for those of you, man, that don't watch it, the challenge and MTV with uh, – well, there aren't so many road rulers anymore left, but uh, with the real world competitors, uh, it's it's like uh, Bill Simmons said, it's what the the fourth or fifth professional sport. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, yeah, screw it. You know what? We'll just we'll just take a we'll take a week off from the bet. We have enough content for each of us to get through anyway. So uh, uh, you know what? How about how about this one? It's on ABC on Sunday. Oklahoma City at Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're both going to take Cleveland, though. I'll take OKC. That's I, I trust Russell Westbrook. I, I, if you give me some points, I'll take OKC. All right, let's 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 see what the spread is then real quick. Hold on. All right. All right. How many times do you think I've told you hold on on the last uh, handful of... Uh... Oh, I, but before, the, before we got on the air, I was cursing you for just continually saying that. There is no line for it yet, man. It's basketball. They don't do lines past tomorrow. So we'll just all right. Well, we'll bet that game. We'll figure out the line later in the week, and then we'll talk about who won next week. Um. Oh, you know what? Raptor or excuse me, Sixers Clippers is pretty much even odds. You want to just pick that tomorrow? Sixers Clippers. Uh, who would you take? I, w- I would take Clippers. Oh, Sixers I'm I'm taking the Sixers. All right. All right. I'll so. take the Clippers then. Clippers don't have Chris Paul, remember? And the Sixers are garbage. So are they? Have you paid uh, it? Last I knew, have you paid I have paid attention to NBA. Have you paid attention? Like have you paid attention? Debating me. All right, well, hold on. We'll we'll go over their records. And mind you, the Clippers play in the West, so I will tell you that the Sixers, I do know, have won five of six. And Joel Embiid is a stud. Did you see Joel oh, Embiid wow. troll Mia Khalifa? Mia Khalifa. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. I love that she refer- <laughs> referred to it as uh, coming from the girl that's taken miles of D miles. I love that unit of <laughs> measurement. It was hilarious. Uh, she deserved it. She is one of my favorite porn stars. Full disclosure, but yeah, she deserved it. She's talented. Um, yeah, six, she is, and she really receives a lot of death threats for the whole you know Muslim porn star thing. Yeah, um, she's also a big Florida State fan. So if you're a, a aspiring athlete and you are, if you're a recruit, look, if you're you, a recruit uh, and you really want to play for the uh, for the Seminoles, you want a special massage. I mean, yeah. So. In the last 10 Speaking games. Speaking of recruits, did you see that? It was the last season of the year before where that kid showed up the recruit. And um, I, I'm not a car guy, but it was a brand new, I want to say, like Corvette or Mustang or something. And it had the full, like, Florida State decals. Like, they did the paint job of Florida State colors and the logo. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, they don't they don't pay these recruits anything. No, that kid clearly is from an affluent family. Um, okay, yeah. so the Clippers have won uh, in their last 10, ten games. They're 7-3. and three. As are the Sixers, they're seven and three. But the Sixers are also fifteen and twenty-seven on the season, and um, the Clippers are twenty-nine and sixteen. So I actually still feel really confident with my bet. Uh, as long as Joel Embiid plays, I still think the Sixers win it. So we'll 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 look back. No, no, let's do that bet. I'll take the Clippers. The That's Clippers what I said. Yeah, no, no, beating, no, we agree. Yeah, yeah the Clippers are beating Atlanta right now by seven in the fourth quarter. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah. On the road, by the way. All right. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the clips. All right. Anything else before we go? Uh, no, buddy. I think I'm good. All right. Um, I am Bill Kegel. That is Tony DeNicola. And Tony, we punch this show in its equilibrium. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.